welcome you sexy goddess to the sweetest little life. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. I'm an author, yogi, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist specializing in trauma. My passion is to bring you wisdom each week with amazing guests to spark integration of all parts of yourself, to nurture your spirit, stimulate the mind, and love your body just a little bit more with each episode that drops. If you love this podcast and want more amazing resources for spiritual growth and holistic healing, make sure to download our app, The Sweetest Little Life, or head to the website, thesweetestlittlelife.com. Grab your favorite cup of tea or throw on your yoga pants and head for a walk while we hang out for the next 30 minutes of Soul to Soul Connection. Happy Friday! We made it. I'm so excited for today's episode. We are getting juicy, so you'll want to stick around towards the middle and the end. We're talking all about sexual energy, the power that you hold in your state girl. And I've seen a theme this month on queen energy, and it kind of dipped for a while. I feel like we were much more into different archetypes, and the queen is like coming back full force. And you know those women who like walk into a room and it just stops? That's queen energy. That is queen energy. Time seems to pause. People stare. The room is just glowing like it's a ray of sunshine, right? And anyone, any one of you can embody the queen at any given time. You can be any gender. You can be any age, anything. And you can embody the queen. It's just an attitude. It's a decision and it's a commitment to stand tall and own who you are. The woman with queen energy doesn't have anything to prove to people, right? She doesn't need you to like her. She doesn't need your permission or your approval. She doesn't wait for instructions. She walks in and she walks through the world. Her presence is magnetic. Her face is radiant. Her eyes are warm. She's nurturing. She knows who she is and she owns that shit. She knows what she wants and she pursues it passionately. Now with each archetype, there is always a shadow. So if you catch yourself in envy or jealousy, instead of being like, oh, why am I jealous? Why am I judging this? Sit with it. Honor that because jealousy is such a powerful emotion. Envy is such a powerful emotion. It shows you what you desire. Each emotion we have serves this beautiful purpose. We as humans just label everything good or bad, but what if we were able to sit back and sit in it? What if we were able to honor every expression that our body and our mind felt and just sit without judgment in that space? So, I am not going to introduce the guest today because she is telling her story in detail and I love it and she does a beautiful job, but today is juicy juicy, so if you've got the kids around, pop the headphones in and let's get to it. Michelle, welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so excited to have you on the show today. How are you? Oh, thank you for having me, Courtney. I'm doing really well today. I am so excited for this conversation. You have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) me too so I love to just kick off and I like stories time lapse long term whatever you feel resonates and calls to you today but I want to hear like what makes you you and how did you step into your dharma and what did that look like along the way oh that's a big question um but for me things started i would say when i was like 12 years old where i would always be the person that other people would come to for advice and whether that be 
dating relationships a lot of the time when you're like 12 years old you know it's about the boy or the girl that you're liking and um that just kind of evolved over time this like deep desire to understand people and to help them to offer support and different perspectives and things really took a turn for me in 2013 i was diagnosed with a nerve disorder when and that took a little bit of time because i had lost feeling in my hands mm. for six weeks and oh i my literally gosh. yeah it was crazy i literally couldn't pick up a fork or do up my pants or lock my house like the key i remember standing on my front doorstep trying to lock my my house and i couldn't do it and i just started crying because also at the time um it took a little bit of time to get a diagnosis but doctors were like well there's nothing that you can do um just take medication and that was a really powerful moment for me because i decided that that wasn't going to be the case that I was going to heal and it set me on this journey where I really discovered Eastern medicine, where I discovered meditation and energy healing and really out of the box thinking and alternative methods and really through the power of, you know, meditation and visualizing and learning affirmations and all of these different healing techniques, I was able to heal myself and I just got so fascinated with, well, if this is something I can do that they told me I couldn't, like what else is possible? Mm. And I started to study food and nutrition and how that really impacts our brain and our energy. And then I was always a competitive dancer growing up, but then I was really interested in like exercise and the body and the mind-body connection and how everything interacts. And so I went down the rabbit hole with that and I really started helping people on their journey with wellness and fitness and eating well. And then that evolved into doing things a lot through meditation and mindfulness and helping people find a lot of inner stillness. And I was doing energy healing. I have like my master Reiki and experimenting with what can I sense and feel that's not being said with words, but with the body. And that was super powerful for me. And then one theme that I always would find is in every conversation I would be having with people it was always some issue that was related to relationships and specifically with love. And I realized I had a really unique perspective around love and connection and dating and intimacy and sex and pleasure. And so over the last three years or so, that really has been my focus with how I deeply support my clients, my community, is by offering really powerful perspectives and shifts on what love is, on how relationships get to be, and really going for a legendary love story that I think all of us want to experience throughout our lifetime. That is amazing. I'm like speechless <laughs> right now. So I'm intrigued. Did, did the, the stuff with the nerves just happen all of a sudden and you were like, oh my God, I can't feel my hands? Or was this something that happened over time? Yeah. So I had actually enrolled in yoga teacher training and I would feel when I was doing yoga, when I would be doing inversions or be holding the poses, I would ask my friend, 
do your hands ever get like numb or tingly after? And they would say no. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just weird. And so I had done <laughs> a four-day vinyasa intensive. And so you're doing a lot of like inversions, which for those of you who aren't really familiar with the yoga world, it's like a lot of headstands and a lot of holds. And that's when my hands had gone completely numb after that experience. Oh my gosh. So what has been your biggest aha moment through your healing journey with incorporating in nutritious and more of a holistic way of life in general, because it really is a lifestyle, right? We eat, sleep, breathe in that matter with balance, but it, everything shifts when we realize how magical we are. Like we're just walking magical little beings, right. And that are all connected. Mm -hmm. And so what are some of the main things that you saw the best results with for anyone out there that's in the process of going, yes, I'm healing myself right now. Yeah, I would say the number one thing is to have an open mind. And if you go to see somebody and they give you news that does not feel good, if it's like rooted in hopelessness or despair or that you can't get results, I would completely disregard that. Because, you know, as you mentioned, we are so powerful. Our minds are so powerful. We're always moving matter with our minds and being able to create new opportunities for ourselves and our healing journey. Yeah. So I would say stay open and stay focused. Like sometimes the facts, the quote unquote facts of the medical community or they don't actually matter. What matters more is like your desire to be healed and to have an alternative way to live. And then from there, things will reveal themselves. And that's exactly what happened to me on my journey. Like step-by-step step, things just kept coming into my sphere. And then um, I kept building more faith and more belief and also be persistent, right? Because sometimes in this age of social media, we're like used to instant validation. <laughs> and if your body has gone through some sort of trauma it will take time for things to recalibrate. And so I think that's also such an important message is to, to have the patience to be willing to see something through. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we're so, it's so overwhelming with all of the information that's constantly being thrown at us through social media channels, right? Like what's right, what's wrong well, for you how do you feel what resonates and what doesn't? Yeah, so sometimes it can be a little bit of an experimentation. So I kind of have this belief that something usually doesn't come into my field unless it is for me. So if I'm actually becoming aware of something, there is a really powerful reason as to why that is. And sometimes you will try things out and it won't resonate. Um, and that's okay, but this is where really trusting your intuition, like tuning into that gut feeling and knowing that it's safe to trust yourself and to take that next step. Yeah. When you started doing your Reiki master program, I'm intrigued. I'm a Reiki master too. What was your experience mm -hmm. with that when you started to really realize energy and 
just how it truly works and heals and actually because it's one thing to read about it to study it it's a whole nother thing to experience it right (laughs) to like live it and see it and it's just I'm in wow all the time at people's results and cancer patients no longer having cancer or you know people who are very sick and diagnosed with something that's chronic just magically disappearing um, because they're open and because they believe and they are just so driven to heal. Yeah, so for me, my experience with energy didn't start with Reiki. Um, how I actually perceive this world first is usually through energy. So at times as a child, it actually was really challenging for me because I've always been very psychic and a very powerful channel. And my experience wouldn't necessarily be validated because people couldn't see or sense what I could. And things that would be so obvious to me were so mind-blowing to other people. Mm. So when I did the Reiki program, it was a really great way to kind of put some structure to what I was experiencing energetically. So that was great from like an internal sense of kind of having that self-validation. And then it just got really fun because learn I now have like my own method of how I do things and but it was a a really powerful foundation to kind of start to organize things in my mind and then be able to share that experience in a way that other people could also resonate with as well because I think so it's really important to have our have our worlds validated and to be able to share it with someone it makes us feel connected and loved which is such an important part of life right with you being how old were you when you realized that that bell was pretty thin for you um I just always remember being as a child I think maybe at least six years old Mm. And was that, did it just come very natural for you? Did you, were your parents supportive of it or did you keep it to yourself? What did that look like for you? No, it was more me keeping it to myself at the, I was raised Catholic and mm. it's so funny because I was at home a few months ago visiting my parents and I noticed all of my uh, jewelry boxes and all these little things that my mom kept still have angels all over them. And I would always like pray that I had this pink, uh, rosary and I would always pray the Hail Mary every single night and I just always remember feeling like another consciousness another energy and being connected to that which was super powerful and special and then always like feeling angels but then I would say probably in 2013 was when I really started to develop my gift and to really understand higher consciousness. And then over the past few years, I've done some really deep shamanic training and like my understanding of things completely expanded a hundredfold. I love that. I feel like we're <laughs> in this, um, it's it's such a pattern lately. And I've, I've seen it with so many of my clients is we're all in this like rebirth phase of life. And there's lots happening. There's a lot of heavy energy. There's just lots of transformation. And so I'm curious with your shamanic training and really merging and integrating in that shadow self, what are some tips? I love to give the audience things that they can really walk away with and start implementing. What are some ways that people can start to 
merge that shadow in with their highest expression. Yeah, well, I would say love your shadows, number one, because when you start to create separation or when you start to judge something as good or bad, it's going to create anxiety, stress, all these different dense energies. And the shadow is one of your biggest gifts because we're always in a cycle of death and rebirth. And essentially what the shadow is showing you is that there is a part of you that is ready to be integrated and healed so that you can continue to rise more into higher levels of consciousness and connection. And so shadows are always something to love and to embrace versus to judge and push away. Hmm. I love that. When someone's starting to do their shadow work, do you have any tips for that? So it's about starting to get comfortable with all of your emotions. I think society puts so much pressure that you need to be high vibe or this or that, especially in the spiritual (laughs) community. Yes. It's just like the whole reason we're on this planet is for polarity. You only know how good something is and how joyous something is, is because you've had the opposite. So Again, it's something when you're starting to do this work, be really gentle with yourself. Maybe you see some parts of your psyche or some beliefs that have caused a lot of pain and be so gentle and compassionate while you process things and give yourself permission to feel whatever needs to be felt. Because the thing with energy is it needs to do a cycle of completion. So that means if you keep pushing down your emotions, if you keep denying you feel some way, you're literally freezing them inside of you and they're not gone. They're still in your body and they're going to keep attracting that energy, but stronger and stronger. So just take that time to feel, cry, scream, shake, whatever it is, and then continue on. That would be my, my top tip for when you're starting to do this work. Mm, I love that. I think it's really important, too, that you brought up the physiological aspect of it, too, because we do get so much stuck. And it's important that it releases out some way, shape, and form, yeah. right? So I remember when I first got on my healing path and it was, I was just immersed in everything. And it was, it was so heavy. And I would have to literally wake up. And so I wouldn't have panic attacks. I would have to shake every single morning for like 10 Mm -hmm. minutes and just sit and shake. And it would change my life. And granted, I don't have to do it every morning anymore. I still do it often in my practice, but something so simple was so life-changing, right? And it was just very obtainable and very structured. And it was very easy to remember to do when we're in those phases that just feel heavy and we're not motivated to do much, right? Cause we all go through these dips. Mm-hmm. And I also yeah. love that you brought up the toxic positive, uh, toxic positivity culture, because I think that is something that is, um, there are a lot of people that are holding space in a very interesting way um, that the shadow and the law of polarity are being shamed in a certain way. So as far as, honoring both sides, how would you do that in a daily structure? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to meet yourself wherever you are. 
-hmm. And some days they're going to be amazing and incredible. And other days you're going to get bad news or something happens and it shakes you. And again, if you can move away from labeling and this need for something to be called good or bad or for shaming yourself or anything of the sort, and instead just, you know, honor, honor whatever it is that you're experiencing. I think that is really important. And what that can mean also is that you're, you don't have to have a bad moment mean a bad day. Like recently I've had a lot of challenges or for me, Scorpio season was insane. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. <laughs> and it can be really overwhelming. Like I have a lot of tools to support me. I know how to shift my mindset. I know how to move things in my body. I know how to ask for help. I have a mentor. I have incredible friends. So there's a lot working in my favor, but there, there are those times where life is hard and it's just important to kind of acknowledge that and be with that. And again, process those feelings and how I like to do it is I either like journal my thoughts out and that's literally like an expression of taking it from inside of me and giving it to God or giving it to the universe, whatever it is that you believe in. And then I also do something called EFT tapping, which is like tapping on different acupoints while saying certain things. So I'll say what's going on with me. And it's usually a huge emotional release. I also love dancing. So I'll put on a song, you know, all songs have different frequencies and vibrations. So you can put on an artist that just like inspires you and lifts your your vibration up, or you could just really go into the dense energy and just fully be with it and let it alchemize. Um, and then, you know, going for walks in nature is so important because nature holds the frequency of the heart, 432 hertz. So immediately it starts to get you out of your head, which is where we usually have all of our issues as we've gone too far down our head and back into the body. And then if I want more support, you know, I speak to my mentor or I speak to a trusted friend who whose advice could help me in this subject because not every friend is good at every single topic. And so like knowing that if I'm reaching out to somebody that it's so that they can be a support system or sometimes, you know, just taking a nap so that you can shut the mind off or a shower because water is a very powerful tr transmuter of energy. So that's why so many people get amazing ideas in the shower. So sometimes it's literally, I imagine cleansing all of the dense energy away from me. It's really, really powerful and something to, to lean into because it can be an element that really supports you in your life. Yeah. So I'm intrigued about your water situation. How does this work? Oh, well, well, right now I'm in Mexico City, so it is definitely better. Tulum um, is a very beautiful place, but it's really under-resourced, and there's more and more people there. So as a result, it can complicate supplies and resources. So they bring all of the water in on a truck. And so, I mean, if you're like in North America or Europe, we have like soft water. We like don't think about it, but water pressure is a really challenging thing here. 
in all of Mexico. Um, and then like hard water. So sometimes, you know, it's not filtered. So there's like limestone and all these harsh minerals that are going on your skin. And then you're absorbing all of this as well. So that can impact your mood and your thought patterns and your overall well-being. Simple things that sometimes you don't think about until you're in an environment that doesn't have it. Um, and it can really impact you. And, you know, just always having to have like water in the house from an outside source. Like, you know, if I was in Canada where I'm from, I would just turn on the tap and it's like totally cool and fine to drink it. But like you drink the wrong water and you can be really severely sick. So it's, it's definitely interesting. So I have to know, how did your journey lead from Canada to Mexico City? You kind of went opposite spots of the world there. Yeah, I've always been a really avid traveler. I love it. I think I've been to close to 40 countries, at least 85 cities. But um, I had loved going to Tulum for years. And I had this desire to move there in 2019 because I went for five days. I stayed for a month. I met a group of incredible nomadic women who were all living in Tulum from all over the world. And it really inspired me. But at that time, I had a corporate meditation business. So I was doing a lot of stuff in Toronto. I would go other places and speak, but that was kind of my main business. And then the pandemic happened and everything kind of moved online. And I started to do a lot of like digital trainings and courses and Canada, specifically Toronto, where I was living, had some of the harshest restrictions in the world. And it felt so suffocating and so sad to me. I lived alone at the time and like, you couldn't go see friends, you couldn't do this. And it's just was zero quality of life. And so Mexico opened its borders in like June and I gave my notice and I moved to Tulum in September and it was like the greatest decision I ever made. There was like no lockdown rules for Tulum. So it was like a completely different reality. And I was so free, met so many amazing people, started to build more and more of my online business, plus a lot of the shamanic work that I do because I host medicine ceremonies and powerful energetic healing sessions. And then um, I went to Burning Man this year and I, I get very strong guidance and the guidance was go to Mexico City. And I said, who's in Mexico City? Why am I going there? But <laughs> I know better than to question spirit. I did. I went to LA, I went on a little detour and then it was super clear. So now I've been here for close to three months and it's very powerful. The land in Mexico in general is super powerful, but here you're close to the pyramids. You're close to this very magical town called Tepoztlan, and it's a bit of a vortex to say the least. So that's, that's what led me here. <laughs> that is amazing. So I, I know we're running out of time and there's so many more questions I have. I really want to get into sex magic and working with your sexual energy and how women can start to do that and feel safe within their sensuality, because I see that being a huge block around the collective in general. So yes. getting juicy, yeah. right? We had to like warm up to it. <laughs> sure, sure. So sh shall I dive in? I'm ready. Let's do it. You're ready. Okay. So yeah, one of the core things I've been teaching over the past two years is sacred sexuality, both to men and to women. Um, and what I have really is, you know, clients come to me for all different reasons, but there's a huge underlying tone of shame 
and being disconnected from one's body and that, you know, sex should be like this or pleasure should look like this. And unfortunately, porn has been a very, I would say, cancerous occurrence where it has given people this very disconnected, unrealistic version of like what actual sex should be because sex is super sacred. It's your divine energy, your life force that you're mixing with somebody. And if that person isn't at the same energetic signature of you, uh, it can not only take your energy, but you can also get entities from it as well. And so learning how to really be in your body is what is going to really allow you to be in your pleasure and really enjoy sex. So one of the biggest things, you know, women tell me, oh, I can't orgasm. And I'm like, your body is literally designed to orgasm. Your clitoris alone has like 8,000 cells just for pleasure. Like you can orgasm. You're not allowing to. And so there's various reasons, right? So I think all of us have some type of sexual trauma, something could be very minor, or it could be very major. And sometimes when that happens, we dissociate from our body. So the number one piece of advice, if you're listening to this, and you, and you can resonate with what I'm saying is to take time every single day, just to start to connect to your body. Keep it simple. You know, maybe you do deep breathings. One of the favorite things I like to do with my women inside my course, Pleasure Goddess, which is all about this kind of stuff, is bring their breath all the way down into their womb space. Imagine this beautiful golden light that is just this healing energy going into their womb. And then just gently placing your hands on your womb, actually feeling it, right? And just doing that for a few minutes every morning and every night. And a lot of the time, even women who have very painful menstrual cycles, it's because they're not actually connected to their body. And so this is one way that this can actually really support you in shifting out of that and being connected. So once you start to be connected, another thing I really love to do is like sensual dance. So you can put on like a sexy playlist and um, Courtney, I'll send you one of my playlists. So oh my listeners gosh, yes. do it in the show list. It's so funny. Um, I had uh, I had some girlfriends over because I did a retreat recently in Tupless Land and I put this playlist on and everyone was so turned on. It was so sexy. I loved it. We're dancing around in lingerie. So my for these listeners, uh, you can have the same thing. But again, it's about coming into your body because you're not going to be able to like have the orgasm and the pleasure that you want if you if you aren't landed in your body first. So just little baby steps of getting used to that. And then it can come down to touch. So Self-pleasure is one of like the core principle things that I teach because if you don't know what turns you on, then you're not in your power. So starting to just touch yourself, like not even sexually, play with different types of touch, like on your arm, like do you like finger tips? Do you like a firmer touch? And just like tune in and just feel on your body, like what actually feels good to me? I love using some coconut oil and doing some self-massage. Like it feels so good feet or your hands or your neck. And of course, if you have a partner and you want to do this, please invite them to do so and take that time for that intimacy. So that would be like the next step of really just getting into the body. 
And then once you kind of feel comfortable where you've been working on these things, and some of you might just want to get straight to the self-pleasure, so that's perfect. That's the next part, is to really tune in and start to just touch yourself in a way that is sensual, in a way that turns you on. So maybe that is a breast massage and just really like being gentle because breast massage opens the heart and your nipples are so sensitive. So you can create such a beautiful sensation. You actually can have a breast orgasm. There are so many actual orgasms you can have. It's not just related to your genitals, but orgasms actually a state. So that's something that's kind of like sexy and maybe mind blowing to some of you. But opening your heart is really the key also to having really powerful orgasms. Mm. Because the vagus and it goes all the way from the crown, down the third eye, down your throat, down your heart, all the way to the top of your cervix. So this is also why sex can be so healing because it can be a deep somatic release. So when we're, when we're tuning into our body and we're doing self-massage and we start to do a breast massage, we start to open up our heart, which then starts to open up our yoni. And when your yoni is opened, then it can be penetrated by life, by an actual other being, whatever it is, but it's, it's creating this space of allowance. And personally, so I really love using crystal wands. I don't like to use anything electric for self-pleasure just because it tends to really desensitize um, the clit and the vagina. And so I really stay away from that. And crystals are also so powerful because they're from the earth. And so through using a crystal, um, you can really, really start to heal. And so that's kind of the next thing that I'm going to kind of talk about. And because we kind of need all of this before we get to the sex magic. Yes. Um, but there's, there's something called yoni de-armoring. So, and also for those of you who maybe you've never heard the word yoni before, I, I am referring to your vagina. Um, and so what happens is we have had sex in the past and it was like a bit traumatic and it doesn't have to be something as intense as, as sexual assault. It could be a partner entering you before your yoni was actually ready and fully open because it usually takes your cervix around 35 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes to fully open and be ready to be entered. So that's why foreplay is so important because if you just rush and shove something in there, it literally can create micro traumas. And so what I like to do in self-pleasure is like I tune into the wisdom of my body. And like sometimes you can feel just like how you would have a sore spot like on your shoulder and you would need a massage that they're actually those can exist inside of you. And so I start to I really like using the crystal wands. I have a rose quartz one, which is all about love. And I have a black obsidian, which is really about healing and transmuting energy. And I use it and sometimes just press it on that spot and it shifts the energy. And so sometimes I can have like a really deep somatic release like it's really emotional it's not just like orgasms and sex magic it's like it is magic but in a way that is so deeply healing mm. and so once you start to have this familiarity with your body with your yoni with your cervix with your clitoris 
then you can start to use your sexual energy in a way that really allows you to create life at a whole new level. And that's really because our sexual energy is connected to desire and creativity. So basically all creation comes from sexual energy. And what I like to think of when you have an orgasm is like this physical release of your desire and co-creating with the universe. So I can talk about sex magic like solo for those of you who don't have a partner right now or who don't, who don't feel comfortable engaging in sexual energy with a partner. And then we can talk about sex magic with a partner, if that sounds good to you, Courtney. Oh, yes, please. I'm in it. Okay, great. So again, with the self-pleasure, so like I had mentioned before, like the vagus nerve runs from the crown chakra all the way down into the top of the cervix. And so what I like to do for a little sex magic ritual, if, if there's something I'm desiring. Okay, so right now, personally, I'm coveting a beautiful apartment in Mexico City. And so I have an idea of exactly what I want. So I see it in my mind's eye, which is my third eye. So I visualize it. I start to like use my breath to circulate my energy. And then I start to tune in and start to do self-pleasure. So it feels so good to think about my desire that that I want to create and my body because we manifest things really through our feelings through our primary vibration so as my body is starting to feel this sensation this pleasure this delight I am creating stronger and stronger energy and then you know you can have like different music sense whatever it is to engage all of your senses and then allow that orgasm to be the physical release of like, it's done, it's coming to me, I already know it. And you feel that level of pleasure, of joy and certainty in your physical body. Because that's one of the most important things in manifestation. And all of us are a little bit different. You know, some people are more visual, more auditory, but it's your body holding the vibration of the thing that you want that will physically bring it into this reality and make you an energetic match. And so orgasm and this pleasure is one of the fastest ways to raise your vibration and close that gap. Mm, okay. Into all talk? that emotion and magic. <laughs> yes, for sure. Should we, should we talk about partner? Do you have any oh, questions? Yes. No, okay, I love this. You're like so on point. Okay, everyone's all ready to order crystal wands now. Should we put it? Yeah, maybe you can send me a link for that and we'll put it in the show notes too. I use an amazing company called uh, Yoni Crystals, they're very ethically sourced because, especially if you're using these crystals down there, you want to make sure that the intention and the vibration of it is very high. So, only the best for you and the listeners, absolutely. Okay, so this is so fun because, um, one of my clients, so I help people find their soulmate and me, I was working with a client and uh, he actually just found his soulmate. And so now we're in the topic of sex magic. So literally we're just talking about this the other day and it's super fun and juicy and exciting. So when you come together with a person, and again, this is why it's also really important to be discerning in who you choose to share your sexual energy with. So you want to have somebody 
who feels like uh, safe in your body, where your body can actually open and you can surrender to them and like be penetrated by their soul, by their core, and of course, by their cock. And so what we're going to do, I'll take you through this little exercise is, um, I like to start off with a bit of like, you know, in, in Tantra, it's not just about the act. It's really about all things working together. So setting an intention with your partner, like what is it that you guys want to experience together? So sometimes it's like a heightened state of consciousness or pleasure or awareness. And other times people want to, you know, manifest specific things like a car or a house or a job. And so coming together and knowing what it is that you want to create is like step one. Then there's so many different ways. Like I've had clients who like write it down and like put it underneath them while they're making love or just. Oh, I love other- that. Yeah. I have other clients right before you're about to orgasm, they scream it out loud or like say it out loud to like claim it. And then the orgasm happens and it's like, oh yes, it's, it is done. It is done. So there's many different ways of how you can like enjoy this magic, but it's really you like knowing and deciding how you want to channel your energy and like creating with this person when you're focusing on the same thing is going to be the most potent and powerful way to use this. And it's really fun. It's really sexy and it's really powerful. Like you can get absolutely amazing results in no time at all through these techniques. Mm. So I feel like we need to do a part two on finding your soulmate. Um, Yes. I also (laughs) refer to it as the twin soul where the person is actually like, you're a whole person, but literally your souls came to the earth to experience the most profound love together. It's a really powerful state connection, like everything. They're your strongest, most potent mirror. So you have the most beautiful moments, but also the most challenging because they're here to show you and help you heal and evolve. And wow, it's spectacular. Oh my gosh. Okay. We have to do part two. (laughs) There's just so much here. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So I, okay. One sexy playlist is going in the show notes, you guys, and where to get those wands. Yes. And we will definitely do a part two on finding your soulmate, what that looks like, because there is a lot of confusion. And when you're in a relationship that maybe isn't the one, right? Like how to distinguish what that looks like. So all the things in the meantime, before we can get part two in, if someone is interested in booking an appointment with you or they're like, yes, I need all the training in this. What is the best spot to connect with you? What do you have going on course wise? All the things. Okay, yeah. So I love hanging out on Instagram at Michelle Pound. My last name is P-O-U-N-D, like the currency. So I always am doing lives and different things there for like free resources. And then I have some beautiful containers if you want to go more deep into this work. So I have a course you can get anytime called Feminine Magnetism and Attracting a Masculine Man. And I really help you like see all of the limitations and blocks that 
are coming up as to why you might not be with this person that you desire and working through them. And then it also talks about once you actually have the relationship, what's required to hold it. Because sometimes we get what we want, but we are so used to not having it that we sabotage it. And especially when it comes to love, it's such a high frequency that our body can almost like decombust from the love and want to drop down and sabotage. So we cover all of that in this course. Um, And then I have private mentorship where I work with uh, women. It's called the queen of pleasure. And it's three, six months or a year of this deep inner work where we tune into like your deepest desires and your fears. And we alchemize everything and we get clear on like, what do you want to have when it comes to love? And we call that in. And then I do the same thing with men, but it's called the sovereign king, where we look at, you know, the deep wounds and fears and projections and move that all out of the way and get super focused and honest about the type of love and connection and woman that they want to be with. And it's super magical. Wow. Like I've, I'm so, I love doing this. My friends call me the cosmic match, cosmic Cupid. I love um, that. It's just a very powerful amazing work and so th- those are application only so if that is something that you're interested in um i only usually have two private clients at a time so just send me a dm and i'd love to hear from you and support you on your journey oh michelle thank you so much for all of your wisdom and sharing your vulnerability and your story too i love just to really get to know people before we get into all the juiciness right And so, and if you're open, I will send you an email on part two and we will get everything in the show notes for you guys. And so thank you again for your time and just the work that you're doing. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. This has been an amazing conversation and uh, sending so much love and juicy pleasure to all of you gorgeous listeners. Thank you so much for listening to The Sweetest Little Life today. I hope you walk away feeling inspired, feeling a little bit more lighter, a little bit more free than what you were before you hit that play button. As always, please, sharing is caring. We love to hear your thoughts. We love to get feedback, um, guest recommendations, all the things. And if you're not subscribed, hit that little subscribe button before you leave today. And until next time, we will be hanging out soon.